is up, Niners Nation? Rob Stats Guerrero here with you on a special edition game day preview pod. Going to try to do a little something new here, especially with the Niners on Sunday Night Football. Look, you're waiting around all day to hear about your team. Thought you might want to have a little preview pod to get the juices flowing a little bit before the game starts. Uh, We're also going to talk to Kenny Arthur of Turf Show Times. I want to get the Rams perspective from an insider. So we'll go to our Rams community here, part of the SB Nation network. So we'll get his perspective as well. I'll give you my prediction. And also what I see is as the path to victory for the 49ers. If they are going to win this game, how are they going to do it? And let's start with that, okay? Let's start with the positive. If the 49ers are going to win this game, very simply, on offense, they have to run the ball. Mahim Mostert is your best big play guy on offense. Get the ball in his hands. And I know the blocking hasn't been good this year, but we've also seen Raheem Mostert break a bunch of big plays kind of on his own. And that's what the 49ers are going to really need. That's what this offense has really been missing is those chunk plays, those big 15, 20, 25-yard plays. They shift field position. They give you a little confidence. They give you a little momentum in the game. And that's something that the 49ers have not had. It always seems like such a struggle for them to move the ball. You know, they're always picking up yards at 4 and 5 and 6 yards at a clip. You need you need some big ones. You can't always have a 12, 13, 14-play drive. How about a nice 6-play, 70-yard touchdown drive? I could see a couple of those today. And they need to get Raheem Mostert the ball because he's the most the guy most likely to break those plays. So I hope that Kyle sticks with it, even if they get down two scores. I know there's been a lot of talk about, well, we can't come back if we're done. Forget all that. You're down 14 points. That's not the end of the world, okay? You get get the ball, drive down, you score a touchdown, you're one play away from tying it up. And that's just the truth. So the 49ers are going to have to take a path that a lot of teams that have played against them have taken, which is when you're the underdog and you're the team that's maybe not expected to win, Get some big plays early, get your confidence up, and then just try and keep it close because the longer it's close, the more confidence I think the 49ers are going to gain. And to be honest, that's one of the biggest problems with the team this year has been the confidence. The confidence of the run blockers, the confidence of Jimmy Garoppolo. It's just not been there because they've struggled so much. Let's see a a little swagger here. Let's see a little something on Sunday Night Football. You're in the white throwback jerseys. Maybe that'll give them a little boost. I don't know. Play like that 90-14. That'd be nice. So stick with the run for sure. And then for Kyle, stick with what works. If the run is working, keep doing it. If the if the toss sweep to Mostert works, great. Let's see it. Let's see it from five different formations. Who cares? Keep running it. If the wide receiver sweeps are what's working and you're gaining yards that way, keep doing it until they stop it. Your offense has not been successful enough this season to go away from the things that work. Even if it's two or three plays, who cares? As long as it works, press until it hurts. That's what I always say. Just like you did in the NFC title game. Packers couldn't stop the run. You threw eight passes all game. That's beautiful. Keep doing that. The players won't care. They'll like it. They like to see the ball move down the field. So I hope that you stick with that. I mean, backs are against the wall here for sure for the 49ers. So you can't really afford to do anything else. You're not going to be able to stop Aaron Donald, but you can use Aaron Donald's sort of success against him. I'd like to see the 49ers run a bunch of screens in this game. Donald gets upfield very, very quickly. There's going to be gaps in the defense. Let's see a screen to the area that he vacates. Let's see just maybe some draws that can get through. You're not going to be able to stop him, so don't try to stop him. 
just take advantage of the area that he leaves. It, you're not going to be able to do it every play, obviously, but maybe in some key spots, some key third downs when he's trying to pin his ear back and come get you, take advantage of that. Look, there's a counter for everything in football. Even though he's really good, there are still things you can do to mitigate him. And I think you have to do that. He has to be part of your game plan on offense because if you just think you're going to block him with a double team and a running back, like you're wrong. Dude is a monster. Maybe the best non-quarterback in the league. Maybe the best player in the league. I don't even know if I need that qualification. He's really freaking good. And then on defense for the 49ers, you have to get pressure on Goff. And I know they haven't been getting a ton of sacks, but the 49ers have actually been decent at generating pressure this year. I think they're in the top five in pressure rate on defense. And I think that they will continue to have some of that success against Goff. Now, it'd be nice if they could get home for a couple of those sacks. I'd really like to see that. But if you can pressure him, I think you can force him into some turnovers. And that's really going to be huge for the 49ers. Can they generate a couple turnovers, especially to give the offense a short field would be ideal, obviously. Saw Fred Warner made a couple big plays against the Rams last year. Maybe he can do something. I want to see this defense generate some turnovers because you're not going to be able to stop them again and again and again. Make a couple big plays, and maybe that's enough to shift the game. Maybe it's enough to just put the offense in some good spots and just get some good juju flowing, for lack of a better term. Hopefully the defense can make some big plays. And one thing I think that will help with that is I want to see Kyle play his best 11 defenders. I don't want to see, well, Brian Allen's a corner. I know he's not very good, but he's a corner, and we haven't been giving Jimmy Ward any reps at corner in a while. Forget all that. Put your best guys on the field. Maybe it won't be pretty, but this team has some talent and some depth still on defense, and I don't think we've gotten to see it all because, well, he's back up at a safety position, or he's a backup. Forget all that. Play him. If Givens is rolling tonight, play him. Let him in. Don't keep him rotational. Make him the guy. Put him in for 80% of the snaps. If it's working, keep doing it. You know, one of the things I say on the SB Nation NFL show with uh, Brandon Lee Gouton on that I do on Tuesdays is do the thing. If it works, do the thing. That's what I want to see. If Givens is rushing the passer and he's getting through, let him go. Enough is enough. You cannot afford any more losses. If it's working, stick with it. And you'll figure out next game, next week, tomorrow, whatever. You'll figure that out then. Cross that bridge when you get to it then. All that matters is winning tonight. Because you win tonight, you're 3-3. Three and three. It's going to be obviously a grind the rest of the season, but you're still in it. At 3-3, three and three, you're still in the playoff hunt. At 2-4, and four, oh, I don't think so, to be honest with you. So this is really the last gasp for the 49ers. Can they do it? Can they win with their back against the wall against a divisional opponent? You're already 0-1 in the division because you lost to Arizona week one. That's going to be a tough game for you the next time you play them. You could win this game if you sort of stick to the, the things that I've outlined there. Now, as we move into my prediction, will they do it? No, I don't think they will, frankly. I, I don't think that the offense is going to be able to generate enough protection to move the ball down the field. I don't think they're going to be able to generate enough protection to get Jimmy Garoppolo to go through his reads slow enough for the plays to develop, which is something that Steve Young talked about on KMBR this week. That, And he's mentioned it earlier in the season too. Jimmy Garoppolo is going through his reads too quickly and he's looking off guys before they have a chance to get open. So by the time they actually do break free, Jimmy's not looking at them, which is obviously not good for an offense to function. It's going to lead to a lot of checkdowns, a lot of short passes, and that's part of the reason they haven't gotten some of those chunk plays. Meanwhile, Kyle's on the sideline saying, what the hell, dude? This guy's open. Just throw him the ball. So it all feeds into one another. 
And I don't think, frankly, that the defense is going to be able to generate some of those turnovers I talked about. The Rams are kind of rolling right now. They got a three-headed monster at running back. They're doing some interesting things defensively, which I'll get into with Kenny Arthur of Turf Show Times. And I don't think that the 49ers are going to win this game, sadly. I wish I had more of a positive prediction for you. But God knows I've been wrong before. So, including earlier this season. Many, many times. So, we'll see. We'll see tonight. It'll be interesting. You know, I just rewatched both of those games against the Rams yesterday. Just to kind of refresh my memory about what the Rams did and what the Niners did. They were so much closer than you think. I mean, they really swung on a few key plays. Everybody remembers those two third down plays from the second meeting against the Rams. And those were huge. But there were a lot of other big plays in that game. So, it's going to be interesting. We'll see. I just don't want to get embarrassed again. It was so, so bad last week. The game was over at halftime. Jed York left at halftime. He knew it was up. A lot of people are criticizing him for that. That doesn't... We all knew it was over at halftime. So, I got to be honest, I kind of stopped watching after halftime myself. So, I can't really get on Jed too bad there. I just hope they don't get blown out in those jerseys. How painful would it be to see the 49ers get blown out in the 94 unis? Like, I have such good memories from that year. I was only nine years old, but I still remember it pretty clearly. They were just a wrecking ball. An absolute wrecking ball of a team. Everybody always talks about the super teams and how they don't work. That Niners 94 team was a super team. I mean, they bring in Ken Norton. They bring in Deion Sanders. Ricky Jackson was there. Richard Dent was on that team. I don't even think people remember that. Like, that is a super team by every definition. Free agency started, bam, the 49ers bring in everybody. And obviously, we know how the story turned out. It worked, and they were fantastic. One of the all-time best in 49ers history. So don't get blown out wearing the throwbacks. At least do that team proud, okay? By the way, when are they going to bring back the red throwbacks? Those are awesome, too. I know the white ones are really cool, but I I like both of those jerseys. I would be totally on board if they switched to those jerseys full-time. Anyway, those are my thoughts for Sunday morning. Now let's get to the interview with Kenny Arthur of Turf Show Times get his perspective on the Rams and what he sees on the 49ers. And then hopefully, hopefully, I'm back later today recapping a Niners win. All right, with the Rams game coming up this week, thought we should go visit the Turf Show Times because I want to get an insider's perspective on the team that's going to smash the 49ers. So without further ado, Kenny Arthur. Kenny, thank you for the time today. Thanks for having me, Rob. So as you just heard, I think this game is going to be ugly. First question to you, is Aaron Donald going to straight up murder Jimmy Garoppolo or is he just going to cripple him? <laughs> um, you know, I hope that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is alive on Tuesday. I don't, and, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I hope there's no uh, crimes, uh, no assaults. Aaron Donald, as always, is going to be a threat to get to the quarterback, to get to Jimmy uh, Garoppolo. I was going to about Jimmy Donald, but, you know, he might make Jimmy his son, and then he will become (laughs) Jimmy Donald. Certainly, it's an advantage for L.A. in that sense. What would you say is the biggest difference in the defense going from Wade Phillips to Brandon Staley this year? Jalen Ramsey, I think, is able to um, freelance a little bit more. He plays in the. He's been playing in the slot now and then. Uh, if it's that, if that's the best place to put him to cover somebody, but uh, I do think that obviously through these five games, they haven't played a ton of talented current offenses. So that's part of the reason that their statistics are so outstanding. 
Brand Staley is a guy who is still pretty unknown in terms of uh, his impact and how much of it is uh, Sean McVay. But, you know, his history goes back to just I mean, this guy just works with pass rushing star after pass rushing star, starting out with Khalil Mack in Chicago, then Von Miller. Um, but Staley has nothing but good things to put on his resume. But I think better tests are coming ahead, such as trying to contain Raheem Mostert and uh, the, the running game there of San Francisco would be probably one of their bigger tests uh, so far this season. So that leads into my next question perfectly. So if you were designing the game plan against the 49ers, where is your focus as a defense? Bringing in a, a, someone like Jimmy Garoppolo with Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle, you do say, okay, yeah, the, the 49ers offense has some weapons here, but I think that once you have Ramsey to take out one player and then I think a strong run defense, especially against Kyle Shanahan, uh, is going to just throw everything off and, and, you know, force Jimmy Garoppolo into those two interceptions that he's liable to throw. <laughs> At uh, least. Yeah. So I would take Jalen Ramsey and just tell him to follow George Kittle because, <laughs> I mean, he's clearly the number one receiving option for the 49ers. Yeah. It, to me, if you leave Ramsey on Debo or on Brandon Ayuk, it's kind of a waste <laughs> of, of Ramsey, to be honest. Like, if you told me as a Niner fan, oh, we're just going to have Jalen Ramsey follow Debo Samuel the whole game, I would say, great. <laughs> like, I'm down yeah. for that. So, to me, I put Ramsey <laughs> on Kittle. Do you think that might happen? It could. Uh, like I said, they're not, Brandon Staley's not afraid to put Ramsey in those positions. And I think that Ramsey's not afraid. To, obviously, he's never going to say that he's afraid to, sh to show up against George Kittle. That's probably the matchup that he wants. That would be a good matchup. How much does George Kittle play outside of that traditional tight end spot? They move him around a fair bit. Um, Unfortunately, their their pass protection is so bad. A lot of times on key third downs, they put them in the backfield to block, which is yeah. something you know as a Rams fan. A couple of those third and 17s last year, he was in the backfield mm. blocking because they just couldn't stop the Rams' defensive line. So they yeah. move them around a fair bit, and I think they're honestly like they're kind of desperate to get things going in the pass game, so they they do it out of necessity. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh... It seems like there's a lot of teams having those struggles, obviously, with blocking and, <laughs> and putting their 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 good guys in those uh, in those unusual positions like it would be, you know, Jalen Ramsey against if he's playing inside or 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 what it is. Did uh, is Trent Williams uh, working out well? No, he's not working out well. <laughs> and he had that one play. I think it was week one where he just absolutely trucked a linebacker that wasn't paying attention. And everybody kind of said, Oh, look, Trent Williams is back. Well, it turns out he's not back because he's getting shoved around like a rookie out there. And uh -huh. the, the most frustrating thing is he keeps saying things like, well, other than those one or two bad plays, I had a good game. And it's like, yeah, dude, <laughs> we got you to not give up those one or two plays a game. Yeah. You're supposed to be the stud. And he has yeah. not been as advertised at all. That's interesting because he's what? He's only like 31 or 32 I, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think so. In that, in that I mean, area. Andrew Whitworth is 38, you know, and uh, I know that he's like the highest rated tackle in the league this year. Uh, but. I don't know what to believe. They're not calling holding. <laughs> they are you know, not so. calling. Can we do a little more of that, please? I mean, God, apparently <laughs> we need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mike McGlinchey, is he developing well? 
he's developing into a rusty gate because that's how he plays tackle <laughs> when he pass blocks. Oh, he's terrible. He's regret. He's getting worse as a pass blocker. Coming into the league, he was a very strong run blocker and an okay pass rusher. And this year, he's an okay run blocker and a horrible pass rusher. And he's another guy yeah. who keeps claiming he's having a good season. Dude, you're not. Like, we've watched <laughs> the games. I can see uh-huh. against the Eagles. The last three plays of the game against the Eagles, the Niners are in hurry up mode. They're going down the field. They're, they're like 30 yards away and they're going to have to throw basically a hail Mary. Cause there's not that much time left. He can't even stop his guy long enough for the quarterback to at least throw a hail Mary pass yeah. three straight plays. He couldn't block anybody. And the pass wow. rush totally disrupted the play. Wow. That's uh that's surprising. You know, obviously a, a top 10 right tackle. That's uh not the expectation. And then, yeah, that's one of the things that's been LA's MVP probably of the off season was not tinkering with their offensive line. There was so much disappointment with, with the Rams offensive line from a year ago because the line was so highly credited with their success in 2017 and 2018. And then they didn't draft anyone really. And then they, except for a seventh rounder and they didn't make any changes. They just said, let's keep going with these guys. And I think during a pandemic and during COVID and all this kind of stuff, the fact that they, you know, they have Aaron Cromer as their offensive line coach, probably one of the best line coaches in the NFL, one of the best assistants in the NFL. And I think they just came back and they said, we don't have to teach any of these guys anything. They were all here last year. Most of them have been here for McVay's tenure, if not the majority of it. And we're just going to go into this thing rolling and steamrolling. And, and they've been one of the best lines in the league. So uh, I do think that that's probably been their MVP of the off season. And so I think, the same, similar to how LA went to the Super Bowl, and then wouldn't you know it, the next year they have offensive line problems and they, they don't go back. You know, San Francisco, maybe they're in a similar boat. Well, that's what I was going to say. To me, what you're describing speaks to coaching, it speaks to the fact that Sean McVay and Aaron Cromer, as you said, got these guys ready to go, coached them up when they could get them, and you're seeing the results on the field. And I look at the 49ers and I say, it's mostly the same guys. All of a sudden this year, they can't block. To me, yeah. that goes to coaching, which is super frustrating. Um, I want to ask you, when you see the praise of Kyle Shanahan, does that sort of rub you the wrong way, considering Sean McVay has been to a Super Bowl and Sean McVay's worst year was 9-7, and seven, and Kyle Shanahan is still under 500 as a head coach? Yeah, I don't want to, you know, I feel like if I've built any sort of positivity with the 49ers listeners so far maybe I'll lose it now but uh okay so I actually respect Kyle Shanahan more maybe these days than I did prior to 2019 uh if you'd asked me like before 2019 I'm like why are people so happy with Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch two terrible seasons that they've put together and like yes rebuilding Give them, uh, give them one bad season with an optimistic second season, but the second season wasn't the optimistic one. The first season was the optimistic one when they got Jimmy Garoppolo and won five games in a row and all this kind of stuff. Then Garoppolo gets hurt. Okay, I don't think that a team should fall apart just because of one player, even if it's the quarterback. But let's uh, let's forget about it. They got Nick Bosa, which was the best thing uh, possible, and now they've lost him and and this and that. 
But I think that to be honest with you, I'm, I'm still just kind of sitting here. I'm, I'm surprised that you're the one asking the question. I thought that, you know, it might go the other way because, you know, I would have thought that it would be hard for me to convince someone. I mean, if Kyle Shanahan has three out of four seasons that are this bad, I mean, if it continues like this and they go four and 12, it's still three out of four seasons that you were bad. Kenny Arthur from Turf Show Times. Thank you very much for the time. We appreciate it, sir. Uh, thanks for having me. I uh, wish I didn't end on that note of trashing the 49ers and stuff like that. But I do. I'm sure that I won't have too many people disagreeing uh, unless 49ers beat the Rams. It's a whole different season that we're talking about. Yeah, if hell freezes over, it'll be a hell of a story. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you, Ruff. Thanks again to Kenny Arthur of the Turf Show Times for his perspective. So there you have it. That's everything, hopefully, to get you ready for the game tonight. Again, I don't think the 49ers are going to win, but hopefully I'll be wrong. I know that uh, Kyle Posey and Jazz King at Niners Nation were not happy with me for picking such a blowout loss for the 49ers. They both think I'm crazy. I'm not afraid to go out on the limb there. But again, hopefully I am wrong. I hope you enjoy the game. We'll be back, win, lose, or draw with the Instant Reaction Pod later tonight. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the Niners Nation podcast. If you leave a question in your review, I promise you we will answer it. Leave a question anytime we will answer it. We love hearing from you. So that's going to do it for me. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. I'll talk to you later today, hopefully, 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 after a 49ers win. Hey, Rob. 